0: All right, today I'm going to poke the bear a little bit. Are you yay or nay for charging a guest to be on your podcast? It's pretty controversial, but I'm seeing it pop up more and more. I don't know if some guru's teaching it, or I don't know if people are just figuring it out on their own, but we're going to talk about it. So stay tuned. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us, who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there welcome to podcast monetization secrets my name is Christy Hostler, and I appreciate you joining me today I have a full-service podcast production company called team podcast and I've been in the podcast industry for a good long time now both as a podcaster and a CEO of a production company and uh, through podcasting I've made over a million dollars and I want to help you make some money too because nothing breaks my heart more than a podcaster pouring their time, money, energy and effort into building a podcast that only leaves them with nothing in return. So that's what we're fighting against. We're fighting upstream. We're fighting against the gravity <laughs> of all the things that uh, keep podcasters from monetizing. But today I'm going to talk to you about a and just kind of honestly share my thoughts about this what I would call controversial method of charging a guest to be on your show. Are you for it? Are you against it? Does it immediately rile you up and say, it's a hard no for me, never, ever, ever? Well, I've got some thoughts about it, and I want you to, first of all, have an open mind and think about this in terms of a business. Now, let's go ahead and get the disclaimers out of the way because there's always the people in the room who want to be, you know, talk about the technicality of the law and the, you know, you have to disclose this or disclose that and whatever to be in compliance. And I'll be honest with you, there aren't a lot of rules and regulations that govern podcasting, which is why it's kind of the wild, wild west still. But, there are some ethics that we need to have, whether they're whether they're required by law or not. So a couple of things that I want to just kind of ideas and takes on it. Now, am I a never, ever, ever pay or charge it to be a guest on a show type of person? No. And part of the reason is because there's a lot of opportunities that you should be rewarded as a podcaster for building your platform. Now, I've seen this done in a lot of different ways. I will tell you this right now. What I think is a really awful way to go about this is for you to go soliciting people to be on your podcast. And then when they accept and they say, yes, I would be glad to do an interview with you. Then you turn around and say, oh, by the way, it's a $300 or, you know, I've heard of anywhere from $75 to $95 to $350 to $500 to $4,000, whatever. That's not a great way to win friends and influence people by putting that in the back end after an offer. I mean, if that's your model, be upfront about it and approach people and say, hey, I have a paid traffic opportunity for you. I feel like we have a similar audience. And if you have something that you would like to get in front of this type of audience, I just want to let you know what it's going to cost you. And for $500 or whatever your price is, I would be able to provide you an interview, do some promotions on the interview, and uh, try to drive as much traffic to your website as possible or to whatever you're launching. You know, a lot of people need to do book tours or publicity tours when they're launching books or courses or whatever. It's, it's, It's just a known thing that you do a publicity tour whenever you've got something new coming out. So pitch it as a paid traffic opportunity. Like, I have no problem with you doing that, and that way someone can say, you know what, Your audience is big enough and it does align directly with mine. And you know, 500 bucks, man, I could blow that on Facebook ads and have them still eat my lunch and not get any conversions from it. So yeah, this is probably a really good option is paid traffic. Put it out there. Don't solicit people to be on your podcast and get them roped into an interview. And then at the very last step before they click to schedule the time, you're asking for their credit card for the $300 donation. You know, I've got somebody that's approached me right now on Facebook and it's kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of a method I haven't seen before, but it's like, I'm just, I'm kind of following it through, expecting at any minute to be, you know, told that after they've tried to sell me on doing this interview. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I'll, you know, go through the process and let you know. <laughs> I'll weigh in on it later after it's finished. It's in the beginning stages right now, but Paid traffic is legitimate. It is absolutely legitimate. And you as a podcaster have worked very hard to build your platform and build your audience and bring things to your audience that are going to benefit them and they're going to provide value to them. And there are peers that you might have within your industry or within your niche that are targeting the same people you're targeting. They have something different to offer them, you know. So it's just one of those things where that's a smart play. But don't be shady about how you do it. Now, as a podcaster and someone who is into marketing and and that sort of thing, if I have something to launch, I definitely would be looking to get on as many podcasts as possible, whether they were paid or not. But here's the thing you have to realize. If you're charging somebody to be on your podcast, they need to be able to see what they're getting in return. So in other words, if you get 40 episodes or 40 downloads on an episode every single month on your podcast it's probably not going to work for you to charge me $500 to be on your show because of those 40 people 1% might convert to a lead not necessarily a sale and it's just not going to be worth it depending on what I'm promoting. Now, if I was promoting a $10,000 high ticket offer, it might, that one client would be, you know, way over as far as profit margins and what I would expect to return on my ad spend. But you have to look at it as ad spend. Like if people are coming on your show, they're going to want to, an, and they're paying, they're going to want to know what your downloads are. They're going to want to know about your methods of promoting the show. And they want to know about your marketing and they're they want to know about your audience. And the engagement that you have with your audience, and what your relationship with them is, and how, how your offers convert. Because how your offers convert is a good indication of how other offers are going to convert. And it's all about a money game. So in other words, if I would spend a, let's just say a chunk of $500 on advertising on a podcast, how much would I expect to make in return for that Ad spend. It's called R O A S, return on ad spend. And the ad being the interview on your podcast. You want it as high as possible, right? So if I only made $500, if I spent $500 to be on your show and I only got one $500 client after that, then I'm break even, like I'm at zero, right? I haven't made anything. So I would expect to at least turn a profit on that. And that's where, you know, podcasters sometimes get all mixed up and like, what should I charge somebody? Well, that depends. You know, I mean, like, how much should you pay for a car? Well, that depends. You know, there's no one price for a car and there's no one type of car that everyone buys. So there's a lot that goes into figuring it out. But you have to look at the size of your audience. You have to look at how many downloads you're expecting to, you know, how many impressions you feel like people are going to get to whatever it is that they're, you know, talking about or they're sponsoring or they're advertising on your show. So, I get a little miffed when I get into the podcaster groups. And granted, podcasters are not always customers. And sometimes podcasters can be the cheapest, (laughs) the cheapest clientele to have whenever we're talking about actually paying for something. Everybody wants something for free. They want free hosting. They want the cheapest mic possible. And do I really need a mic? And they want, you know, I want a free software to edit my podcast. And I want a free host. And I'm going to make my artwork on Canva because I can do it for free and free, 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 but then they want to make a full time living from it. And I'll just tell you right now that it's going to be very hard for you to make a living on something when you have no investment in it other than your time. And so, you know, you might have to level up a few things and start paying for a few things to provide the services that you need to make a living on it. But by that same token, podcasters get in this very self righteous sort of indignation at other podcasters who want to charge for being on the show. Now, charging for being on the show, if you get a lot of unwanted solicitations for your podcast, you know, to be a guest on your podcast, which most podcasters do, it's perfectly fine for you to put it back out there and just have a standard email and says, you know what? You know, I'm definitely always looking for guests, but I want to be honest with you up front and just let you know that, that I charge guests to be on my episode. I'm on my podcast and here's the price. And if you're still interested, then maybe we'll end up talking, you know, maybe here's a link to follow up or whatever, but let them know. And you can use that as a way to weed out the people that aren't going to really bring value to your audience. And so it's so funny because in the groups, in the podcast groups on Facebook and that sort of thing, people get really miffed and they're like, it's nothing but an advertisement when someone comes on your show. It's nothing but a, you know, a money grab and doesn't bring any value to your audience. But the actual opposite is true because if, like I say, if I know I'm spending $500 to come on your show, what am I going to do? I'm going to make sure we're a good fit, first of all. I mean, I've got skin in the game now, right? But I'm also going to make sure you're a good fit for me. You're going to get me what I need, which is more than $500 worth of business for the $500 I put into advertising, right? And so you just have to understand the basics of advertising and the basics of business in order for this to happen. And people in podcaster get so self-righteous and say, all media should be free. There shouldn't be anyone charging anyone to be there and provide content. And, you know, that by the same token, I would never pay a guest to be a guest on my show. You know, I in the right situation, I would do both. I would charge a guest to be on my show and I would pay a guest to be on my show. It depends on that situation. If uh, certain, you know, big name people would come on my show and I could afford to have them, I could pay them to be on my show, I would certainly do that. You know why? Because we're going to have a different relationship once I invest in them. Once I bring them, and the investment is worth enough that I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to bring them to my audience. It's the same way if you have a live event. Do you expect people to come to it and speak at your live event or even virtual events now? Do you expect them to do that without any compensation? Like, what are they supposed to get out of it? Like, they're giving you their time, you know? Do they have something that, you know, what can you do to make it worth their while? It's got to be a value exchange is what I'm trying to say very inarticulately, but I'm giving you examples of some ways I've seen it used before. I've also seen People that have very niche shows, a lot of brands approach them, and what they end up doing is like a sponsored series with a brand, and it's okay. And I've seen, you know, those packages, I mean, they might be $1,500 per episode or more because it includes the marketing of the show, and it includes ad spots for a certain amount of time and it includes a sponsored you know like maybe a bonus interview or something with the CEO of that brand so there are so many ways to do this and when I say it's the wild wild west it's you come up with something that works for you and for your whoever's approaching you your guest or your client or whoever it is that's approaching you to be on your show I don't think all of this needs to be free y'all I'm tired 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 of everybody else making money on your podcast except you. Done. I'm over it. You know, I mean, there are companies that pay, you pay a handsome amount for them to get you quality podcast interviews. So you're paying them to go get you guests. Why is that any different than you paying a guest to be on your show? Think about it. At the same time, there are plenty of people that are into marketing and that are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on Facebook ads and some other Google ads and YouTube ads and other things and they're all about looking for good paid traffic opportunities. If you find someone bows up and bristles whenever you approach it in the right way and you present it in the right way, then they're probably not on the same page as you as far as market and as far as the value that you can bring to their programs or whatever because you're putting a highly targeted product in front of an audience that is the ideal audience. And that's the way you need to look at it. So for you as a podcaster, the more you know about your audience, the more you know about what converts and what doesn't. And, I'm, you know, don't even tell me, oh, my audience doesn't like to be sold. I could never do that. That's your own, your own mental block speaking, your own money barrier speaking. It's a big tell for me. Nobody likes to be sold in a scammy sort of way, but if there is something of value, I want to buy it. I want to be first in line to hand over my money for that, right? So it's just a matter of providing enough value. And if everything feels like, oh, I don't want to be sold or I don't want to be seen, come across salesy, it's your own internal beliefs that are blocking you from the success and from putting yourself out there in that sort of way. And I've had podcasters tell me all the time, oh, Christy, This content that I'm putting out on my podcast is so great. Like people would pay money for it. And I'm like, great, then put up a credit card, uh, put up a payment processing and get their credit card number. And they don't do it because no one would actually pay for it whenever there's so much other free content out there. Like you've got to charge, you know, you got to charge according to what the value that you're giving. And many times you have to over deliver on the value just to get a minimal charge out of people or just, you know, get them to pay minimally for a product. So. I'm not opposed to any of those scenarios, and I try whenever this comes up in the groups and people, oh, they get so, you know, they get triggered by sales, they get triggered by the word funnel, they get triggered by all this kind of stuff, and it's crap, it's BS, it's their own, every time I hear, see and hear those comments, I'm just like, that's your own internal trigger that's going off because you have a money block, and you don't understand paid traffic, and you don't understand what the platform that you've created is. And I would, you know, you can use, if you think about it, you can use a lot of different methods for monetizing. If you have a regular newsletter, is there someone that would like to sponsor your newsletter? Could you charge them a few hundred bucks and put an ad in your newsletter that goes out once a month, four or once a week or whatever for their product? If it's going to bring value to your audience, why would you not want to allow them to use paid traffic, paying to get in, you know, advertisement on your newsletter. you got newsletter. You've got social media. You've got your podcast platform. You've got your website. Like you have all of these touch points with your customers and your listeners that you could actually point to somebody else who's willing to pay you For the traffic. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing illegal about that. There's nothing unethical about that. It's just simply a matter of making it happen and letting people know that there's, you know, a sponsored relationship there whenever you have somebody on your show. They have sponsored the show and that's why you're talking to them and you're talking about their brand, you know. Some shows you may have that are sponsored and you charge people to be on. There might be other amount of shows that you do that are free. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. It can be a case-by-case basis. I just want you to not be ruling out a legitimate method. Now, I will say this. There are other methods and other people that teach using your guest as your monetization method. So in other words, you get someone to come and be a guest on the show and they think that they're, they're providing value. But in the end, afterwards, you're going to tell them what a great job they did on the podcast and that they should have a podcast of their own. And then, oh, by the way, you can make it really easy for them because you've got a basic package here for $25,000 where you can set up everything and give them their own show and it'll be, you know, easy peasy. I have a little bit of... um little bit of angst about that one. I'm not saying that you shouldn't offer, you shouldn't build relationships and rapport with the guests that are on your show. And if there's something you can offer them, but I don't like the idea of targeting them in an unwitting and unsuspecting way for something that you're wanting on the back end that they don't know that they've signed up for. (laughs) So no one likes to be blindsided uh, with that kind of a pitch. So I would be very careful. Now, I've seen it used effectively in a lot of situations. And again, it depends on the niche. It depends on the audience, especially for some like um, enterprise type uh, sales and even, you know, uh, trade show companies or whatever. Like you legitimately can get more business based on who you bring on your show as a guest. Because if you establish rapport and develop a relationship with those people, you can have them on your show and they like it so much and have such a great experience that the next time they have a trade show exhibit and that's what you do they're going to hire you to do the trade show exhibit. You know what I mean? There's there's ways to be strategic about your guests, there's ways to be strategic about everything that you do, but be ethical about it. And so, uh, I guess I get a little bit out of shape when people categorically, you know, say something is always unethical or it's always a bad idea and they're not even really being open-minded about it. And you have to realize what you've created is a large traffic platform. When you've created this large traffic platform, you need to drive that traffic somewhere to actually get the value out of it. But if you don't drive the traffic somewhere to your entities, use that traffic to go to other entities, whether it's sponsors, whether it's people who want to be on your show and get in front of your you know, audience, as a paid guest. It's okay. Just disclose it. Be ethical about it. Don't be shady, don't be scammy. There's enough of that going on around. Don't need to be a part of that. But that's the whole message I have is that it can be viable in the right situations. It can be, let's just say, profitable for you. You know, especially if you've got joint ventures or you've got other things you're trying to establish. Have those people on your show, especially if you know you have a high conversion rate or you you hear from guests that are on your show I have a lot of clients that have guests that want to come back again and again and again on their shows. And they're like, man, Christy, these guests are getting so much leads and traffic from my show. Why am I not getting that? It's because they're not putting out their own stuff. They're highlighting, they're shining, they're giving over the entire platform that you've built to your guest. So guess who gets all the spoils? Your guest does. But you know what? There's a great way to do that and make them, you know, make it be paid traffic. You know, if every time somebody comes on your show, they get two or three or four leads or clients and the lifetime value of that client might be five thousand or ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars, there you got something to work with there. So you just negotiate and work out what works best for you. And that's that's the thing. You've got to be creative and you've got to figure out what works and what feels okay. To you, And the more you do this and the more you get it under your belt, like those first deals that you put together, the better it's going to feel and the easier it's going to feel. You know what I mean? And the, don't be mad that somebody else was more creative than you or that someone else figured it out first or whatever, but just use their model and use what they're doing to say, you know what, that's what I want to emulate because I don't want to be here stuck in free content creation mode where my podcast is costing me my time, my money, my relationships and all of my energy, and I'm getting nothing in return. And it's a slog that's not worth continuing. Podcasting can be amazing to build the life you want to build. So use it in that way. I hope this has been helpful to you. I would encourage you to be strong enough to stand up to people in the Facebook groups and the the other people that put it out there and poo-poo. Um, any way for a podcaster to make money. I put a long screed on a comment on a post a few weeks ago and I, I can't find it. I don't know if it got deleted or what, but it was just it was just like that, like kind of like a wake up people kind of thing. Why should everyone else make money on your podcast but you when there are ways that this can le- legitimately be done? At the same time, everything that can be done legitimately can also be done in a very slimy, <laughs> sneaky an unethical sort of way too. So there's always going to be those that pervert the good thing that you're doing, but that's not a reason to not hold the standard high. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to follow up with me and there's any questions I can answer for you or anything I can help you with, we've got some really exciting things that are in the pipeline coming down the road at you to help you monetize and help you uh, give you some standardized templates and things like that that are really going to help you Get to the next level with your podcast and start ticking the boxes and pulling the levers on all the different monetization streams. Because ideally, I don't want a podcast to monetize just through one revenue stream. I want you to have two or three or four so that you're insulated against any kind of crazy stuff that pops up in the world. So find me at teampodcast.com. You can also join our Facebook group, Podcast Monetization Secrets, on Facebook. So I hope to see you there and I hope to be able to help you monetize your show so that it can lead to the lifestyle freedom you desire. Have an awesome day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join and then i'll see you on the inside